The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. Praise God forever. We are going to be looking at kingdom business initiatives. Kingdom business initiatives. Kingdom business initiatives. We have defined business over the years in several ways. And um, one of the things we want to strengthen in the body of Christ is to consistently revive the entrepreneurial spirit. Because we understand the power and the influence of the business men and women all over the world. We also know that taking advantage of business opportunities will help the body of Christ not only take care of their personal needs, but also advance the purposes of the kingdom of God. We're going to look at Luke 19, verse, beginning from verse 11. And for the sake of this cause this morning, we are going to be looking at the New King James Version. Now, as they heard these things, he spoke another parable because it was near Jerusalem. Because they thought the kingdom of God will appear immediately. Take note. Therefore, he said, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. So he called his ten, ten of his servants and delivered to them ten miners and said to them, do business till I come. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, do business till I come. Now, the word business, we define it first of all that it's from the word busyness. And we also learned it relates to number one, your productive preoccupation. Your productive preoccupation. For instance, when someone asks you, what do you do for a living? That's your business. Secondly, it refers to your work. Your work is your business. First Thessalonians 4 verse 11. It says that you also aspire to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business, and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. See that? Oh, King James says, study to be quiet and do your own business. Amen? So we need to understand the fact that your work is your business. 
For instance, there's what we call the entrepreneur. The entrepreneur. All right? The entrepreneur refers to one who undertakes a venture when he's because of a business. But it's what we call the intrapreneur. I-N-T-R-A-P-R-E. The intrapreneur is the one who works a job with a business approach. See, when you go to work, see yourself, if you're a civil servant or you work for someone, as a contractor outsourced to work there. That is the intrapreneur. The entrepreneur is doing the thing by himself. He's in control of his time. The intrapreneur works for someone else, but he's doing his work with a business approach. Are you following me? All right. Then number three, we said a business is an organized system of activities. Notice the word system. Engaged in for the purpose of meeting a need or providing a service a service at a price in order to make profits or a profit. So we said a business is an organized system of activities engaged in for the purpose of meeting a need or providing a service at a price in order to make profits. Are you out there? So we have learned that one, your business is your productive preoccupation. It is your work. It's an organized system of activities engaged in for the purpose of meeting a need or providing a service at a price in order to make profits. Are we together? All right. So the, Jesus told them in Luke 19 verse 13, he says, so he called 10 of his servants and delivered them 10 minors and said to them, do business till I come. Now this shows us that one of the things that we should engage in as believers is what? Business. There's something about the influence of the business people. If you give it to us in the Old King James and look at the word used. Old King James. It says, occupy till I come. Very, very 
important. All right. Let's look at, go to Acts 18. Acts 18. Let's begin from verse 1. It says, After these things, Paul departed from Athens and went to Corinth, and he found a certain Jew named Aquila, born in Pontus, who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla, because Claudius had commanded all the Jews to depart from Rome. And he, com and he came to them, watch this, so because he was of the same trade. See, your business is a trade. They were, they were of the same trade. He stayed with them and walked. For by occupation, they were what? They were tent makers. Does someone do business? Yeah. When you look at the word business from the Bible, you see that the word business also refers to what we do in the ministry. The work of the ministry. In Acts 6 verse 3, the apostles said, Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over what? This business. So we must approach ministry with a business approach, with the seriousness of a business approach. Are you following me? All right. Go back to Luke 19. Okay, Luke 2.49. Give him Luke 2.49. Then um, we'll come back to Luke 19. And he said to them, Jesus is talking, why do you seek me? Do you not know that I must be about what? My father's what? Business. Very, very important we have that approach. Verse 13. So he called ten of the disciples and delivered them to them, ten minors, and said to them, Do business that I come. His citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. And so it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded his servants to whom he had given the money. We'll come to that later. To be called to him that he might know how much every man had what gained by trading. It is obvious Jesus is not against profit. He wanted to know how much each one had gained by trading. He's against exorbitant profit. 16. Then came the first saying, Master, your minus has earned ten minus. He said to, to, he said to him, Well done, good servant, because you were faithful in a very little, have authority over ten cities. That means success brings influence. Notice, God will give you more influence to the measure you succeed. You see that? If you look at the business people in our country, the, the, the richer and bigger their business is, the greater their influence. Am I right? All right. And the second came saying, Master, your minus has N5 minus. Likewise, it said to him, you also be over five cities. You see that? Your measure of your success is what determines the measure of your influence. 
So if we are going to be influential in society as the body of Christ, then we must be deliberately successful. Then another came saying, Master, here's a miner which I've kept, I put away in a handkerchief. For I feared you because you are not stem man. You collect what you did not deposit and reap what you did not sow. He said to him, out of your own mouth, I will judge you, you wicked servant. You know that I was an unstable man collecting what I did not deposit and even what I did not sow. Watch this. Why then did you not put my money in the bank? That at my coming, I might have collected it with what? With interest. That's why one time I told the church that every member should have at least a savings account. Don't keep money in your house. Jesus said, put it in the bank. At least there'll be small interest on it. Are you seeing it in the Bible? Okay. Then he said to those who stood by, take the miner from him and give it to him who has what? Ten miners. But he said to him, master, he has ten miners. For I said to you, everyone who has will be given. And from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. It's happening in society. See? And that's why it's so important we understand how to do business the right way. See? Because he commands us to do business till he comes. See? Go to Luke 16, please. Luke 16. We're going to begin from verse 1. It says, he also said to the disciples, there was a certain rich man who had a steward. See, a steward is a trustee. Someone that is given certain responsibilities to watch over or to administrate. It's an administrator. It says, there was a certain rich man who had a steward and an accusation was brought to him that his, this man was wasting his goods. I want to watch this. Man, this steward, how he functioned as an entrepreneur, though he was wrong, but watch this. So he's, he's, he called him and said to him, what is this I hear about you? Give an account of your stewardship, for you can no longer be steward. All right? Watch this. Then the steward said within himself, what shall I do? For my master is taking the stewardship away from me. I cannot dig. I'm ashamed to beg. See, I cannot dig. I'm ashamed to beg. I resolve what to do that when I'm put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his master debtors saying to, 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 to him and said to the first, how much do you owe my master? Now watch why he was going to lose the stewardship. He does not document. You see that? And I've told our people, I said, if you're going to succeed in business, you're going to pay attention to details. One reason why the Jewish people dominate the business industry, because they are very, very detailed people. See, the difference between success and failure is just a fine line. The difference between success and failure is just a fine line. Just, just a fine line. Many of you here do not document when it comes to your business. Do you document 
how many goods are sold. You document how much you made and compare to the next month. Nobody really cares to compare. See, we don't pay attention to details. Even churches. Most churches don't pay attention to details. So what happens? They begin to lose their influence. Because the, the servants came and said, I, I had one talent, I, came, I got 10. The other one in March 25, you gave me five, I had five more. They, they paid attention to details. So he asked the person owing, the debtor, how much do you owe my master? He said, a hundred measures of oil. So he said to him, take your bill, sit down quickly and write 50. See, you can see, though what he did was wrong, but he was functioning as an entrepreneur. See, some of you, you work for somebody and you, you treat the customers anyhow. See, you're not an entrepreneur. You're working with a civil servant mentality. There are people who have gone to an office or a bank and they saw the way the person treated them say, excuse me, can you manage this thing for me? Why were they asking them? Their attitude. See, their attitude. So this man, he says, okay, I'm going to lose my job. What do I do? I got to treat my boss's customers right. You see that? So you are not just in business to make money. You're in business to develop relationships. See, everything is not about money. So as a businessman, learn to create good relationships with your customers. Look at this. Then he said to another, how much do you owe? He said, a hundred measures of wheat. He said to him, take your bill and write 80. So the master commended the unjust steward because he has dealt shrewdly. Give it to me, verse 8 in the Old King James. It says, and the Lord commended the unjust steward because he has done how? Wisely. For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. So in your workplace, function as an entrepreneur. As though you were here. Yes, you're working for, for GTB or UBA or whatever, but you're an entrepreneur. This work they sent you to go and do, this target they sent you to go and meet, you are, you are somebody they employ to achieve this. This is your business. So you are the CEO of Pascal and Sons. You see that? You are the CEO of Jojo and Daughters. Are you following me? So, as you go for your business, you take that seriousness that this is my job. This company hired me, the service of my company. See, so the way you relate to those people, as you relate to them, you build relationships. And a man calls you and says, um, I have um, I've made some money in politics and um, I want to start a business. Can you manage it for me? Say, yes, I can, sir. Say, that's good. I like the way you handle things. You are so detailed. I like the way you, you deliver on time. That's what I want my company to be. You say you can manage it? Yes, it's all right. And eventually, he takes you as another entrepreneur and brings you in. And now you're managing this company. You're dealing with white men and, dealing, and you're handling the things with details. 
You're doing it well. And the white man comes again and says, uh, I've observed the way you do things. Is it possible for you to jump over the bench? And you know you like Oyibo land before. So he said, um, I don't know. I don't want to leave my boss. So we'll offer you twice. I'll, I'll think about it. We'll offer you three times. I'll triple. We'll think about quadruple. I go. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you following me? Look at verse 9. And I say to you, make friends for yourselves by unrighteous mammon. Now when you fail, they may receive you into an everlasting home. He says build relationships. If you don't pay me, you don't pay If you don't pay me, you go. So you don't have customers. You're a bad character. They call it customer care. Some of don't care about customers. And in life, you attract what you value. Since you don't value customers, they don't come. If you like, okay, if you know what my made go, made go, made go, get out, get out, make me carry your wallet go. So his friend wants to buy. Sorry, I I I study business a lot, but it's something I was reading. They said the best way your business spreads is word of mouth. It's not advert. One customer carries at least four people. One customer. One customer. And you have four people away from everyone. You have four people that love relationships. You have four people from the president of America. You have four people away from the president of Nigeria. You have four people from the president of South Africa. Four people. If I can even prove it to you. My host in South Africa knows somebody who is his business partner that is close to someone who's close to the current president of South Africa. You have four people away from everybody. And four people away from the vice president. I know someone who just moved to the UK who is working with the vice president. I know someone who knows someone who's working with the vice president. So, four people. You're four people away from good luck. You're four people away from... See, if you don't treat one customer right, you might be missing your big break. You're four people away from anybody. I went to South Africa... Sat on my host. He said he wanted me to meet someone. I met the person. The person close to Jacob Zuma. You are at least four people. That was three. You are at least four people away. Four. From anybody on earth. Just four. Now think about it. This man here is close to Timi Alaibe. Three. You're four, so when people come to your shop, just look at that and say, I beg, attire. I know they say, I know they say, they go, attire. 
because you don't know where he will be. And he'll say, when well, he says, I know one guy that uh, I bought from his place. Let me take you there. Someone can be carrying to someone who is the car and say, I want to buy it. say, you buy for this place. This man get bad character. The last time I bought here, he cheated me. Really? Ah, that's bad though. So what do you advise now? There's another guy on the other side. So the way you are treating one customer today, you are losing many more customers. I have a son in the ministry and that son has served me and my family. Every traditional service, he makes sure I wear a new native. He will buy it with his own money. He must make sure every month he sends money for the upkeep of my family. He just is an entrepreneur. Serving me. So I went to South Africa. They said, who can you bring with you? I said, there's somebody I can bring. She said, what is his name? I called it his name. He said, we'll send him a letter of introduction. He was building relationships as he was working. In your office, how do you respond to your boss? And um, Janine and come on and say, I beg. Well, madam, I don't tire. I say, Madam, I don't tire. I don't tire. I bad character. Look at this. Verse 10. He who is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. In other words, your attitude to your business now is not going to change. Because we think that when things get better, we'll be more serious. You will not be more serious. You see that? Look at many of these people today who have money. They'll say, when I, when I grow up, when they were younger, I say, I'm going to serve God. Let me just enjoy now. Now they've grown up, they want to sin more because they have more money. It says, and who is unjust and what is least is unjust also in much. See that? And business people take note. The person who is stealing five naira, ten naira, don't just be foolishly merciful. They will steal 10 million naira tomorrow. See, because sometimes you catch a staff, he says, how much? Finally, say, I'm going to lay 10,000 It's because your business is still small. That 10,000 naira is 10 million naira tomorrow. The civil servants who were stealing in their offices Stealing 50,000, 100,000. When they get into politics, they steal 100 million. He that is faithful in the least is faithful in much. <laughs> Therefore, if you've not been faithful in your righteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And you've not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own. You see that? So if you're going to succeed in business, enter into business to add value. 
we said a business is an organized system of activities engaged in for the purpose of meeting a need or providing a service at a price in order to make profits. Now, if you're going to meet a need, consider how to make that need better than it has been met. If you're going to take a market as a leader, you must meet that need better than it has been met. Let me explain. We have always had the telephone. It had wires. You could only move so far. Then they developed telephones that you could carry. And they made what we call the mobile phone. And today, the average individual in this country does not have landline. They met the need better than it had been met. If you're going to take any market and have a big chunk of the share of the market, then you must meet that need better than it has been met. Number two, quicker. Quicker. Two young men, Larry Page and Sergey Brin, they noticed that search, I mean, if you can remember those early days of computer when you want to search for things, it's so difficult to, to search. I mean, if you, many of you were not into computers then, so for some of you then, maybe you may have never seen computer then. So when computer first came out, when you search, very difficult. So two guys, such as Brin and Larry Page, they began to design a search engine that will make it easier. See, easier for people to find what they are looking for, quicker and cheaper. And by the end of the day, Whenever you want to search for anything, you say, let me Google it. They are the founders of Google. They beat every other search engine. Because all other search engines, whenever you search, it was based on advertisement. Those who paid. See, so you search, you will not see what you are looking for. See, and they kept on working on their services so that for you now that you search on Google, Everything you've ever searched on that phone or any device with your email is stored. From the first day you searched on a device that you entered with your email. Now, they create a profile about what you search. That's why now when you search, you find out that what you search for will just come up. Why? Because I want to serve you quicker. See? And your product, whatever you do, must be readily available. Readily available. If not, you can't take the market. You see that? So it's very, very important. You see, Bing Binge came out, Yahoo was there. They're beating Yahoo. They are richer than Yahoo today. See? So, it's important that as you go into business, whatever you do, how can I meet this need better than it has been met?
The eateries of today were the bookers of yesterday. You go there, you, carry, you say, what are you eating? Rice. It's mama put. But mama puts now in a final putting environment. Am I right? It's mama put. Say, do you want chicken, goat meat, fish, croaker, or fresh fish? Say, fresh fish. Draw soup. Or, that's mama put. But the, the figures are out that not everybody wants to go to mama put. They want to go to a civilized mama put. So at the same way, if you're going to do well in business, you must have creativity and innovation. Creativity is doing something the way it has never been done. That's creativity. Innovation is improving on what has been done. Are you following me? So these little things you've learned today, start putting into practice. How can I do my job better than has been done? Think about it. Think of the whole system of activity of the work you do. You can come out with a prototype. Tomorrow you're growing in business. They begin to offer those services or trainings concerning the job you've done. Don't forget, MS DOS came out of someone's mind that they teach you today. Because somebody thought of how can we make these things faster. You too, if you think. As a child of God, there's an idea inside of you that can change the world. I rest my case. Thank you for listening to this message. As we preach the full message of this new life, our goal is to raise a people who are like Jesus by exposing them to the influence of God's word and his spirit in an atmosphere of love so that they may be able to take the love of God, the word of God, and the healing power of God to every individual within their sphere of contact. For more information on how you can get other messages by Apostle David Wiley Fesso, visit us at Charismatic Renaissance International Church, Kilometer 9 and 10, along Isaac Boro Expressway, Biogulu, Yenegua, Bioso State. You can also visit our website at crichurch.org. Follow us on Facebook at Charismatic Renaissance or call 0803-382-7072 or 0805-120-4708. God bless you.